was first inspired by the first time I ever heard of about about a social enterprise was when I was volunteering actually uh, when I was about 18 years old um, at an organization and I was like how do you make money off of this because I, I thought I, I all I knew was if you want to do something good for society it has to be a charity the startup student podcast the podcast for students who want to be their own boss where students and experts from across the world and i christine give you practical advice we are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life turn your idea into reality i'm your host christine let's start this episode hello welcome back to this week's podcast episode i'm back with zoe hi zoe welcome back hi nice to be back um i'm excited again about this new topic yes and everyone if you haven't listened to the first episode i know i say this happy every episode but you should do so um to uh, get introduced to the topic of women in a social enterprise, which is specifically what we're talking about today. Um, the series is about running a successful social enterprise, and I um, have Zoe here with me, who is doing exactly that. So again, listen to the first episode to understand a bit more about it. And um, today we're talking about what it's like to be a woman in social enterprise, um, and if it's maybe a thing um, to have a woman leading social enterprises but i'm going to hand over to zoe if you could share a bit more about your story your social um enterprise experience as a woman yeah yeah no like i said because i work with women i'm always and i'm always an, a massive advocate for women in business women in social enterprise in general and my experience I think I've, I've had a good mix of good mixed experience personally um, with or women in working with other women in social enterprise. I was first inspired by the first time I ever heard of about about a social enterprise was when I was volunteering, actually, uh, when I was about 18 years old um, at an organization. And I was like, how do you make money off of this? Because I, I thought I, I all I knew was if you want to do something good for society, it has to be a charity. Um, and she was like, I'm not um, the, the lady that was running the organization. She was like, no, we're not a charity. We are a social enterprise. And I was like, oh, explain this to me. Uh, explain this concept um, all to me. So she did explain and break down like how the, the social enterprise sector both benefit from being, they can be a profitable organization to an extent, and they can also uh, benefit from grants and 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 access to certain things that charities have access to because they are focused on a cause so I was like this is quite this is a very interesting concept so yeah I was first introduced to social enterprise with um in a uh, with a woman um later on though I went especially when I met you Christine and I started getting involved in Enactus and um seeing other people it felt very male dominated I and I, I would I actually would assume that it would as go it was going to be more female dominated because it's so it's enterprise seems a bit nurturing you know at social enterprise seems a bit nurturing that's that was just a stereotype that I had in my head but it wasn't the case when I was exposed to more social enterprise ventures um when I was at university <clears throat> lots and lots of there were there was a lot more men involved than I thought there would be um it was still a good mix 
but there was it was still quite male dominated now starting fast forward now to starting my own social enterprise um I do feel I do feel like in terms of business so I see more women in social enterprise now that I'm running like I, it's, I can find more female-led or co-owned um social enterprises however just in the sphere of business um when I do meet people now I feel like the louder voices and I know people are going to might have things to say about this but I feel louder organizations shall I say the ones that are more dominant are the ones that are male-led that's what I've just in my experience so far um those type of uh, businesses those type of social enterprises are male-led so that's what I've seen so far in terms of just my own observations um I don't know if you want me to go into talking about like just being being a woman in the enterprise and how I felt how I've been feeling yeah I know yeah. also I like that you mentioned again that um a social enterprise can make money, but also can um, make use of um, certain grants and certain financial um, support, let's say, that is also available for charities because you do have that um, social cause behind it. So, yeah, that would be yeah. lovely if you talk a bit more about your, your personal experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my personal experience... At, I will say at first I went when I started my social enterprise I remember going on you know you what is great about I think social entrepreneurship is there's so many there's been um this massive wave of different like support networks that you can join so that's the thing that I started to do is join try and find and join these support networks um and again like I said they were quite mixed they were good they were quite mixed a good mix of uh, male and female um, people that identify as male and female um, leads. What and I, I feel like in the beginning I was very of running my organization. I was very naive and um, and just trusting of a lot of people. Just think I thought that because social enterprise, like I said, it's all about helping people. I didn't think it would be as competitive as just running an enterprise or just running a business when I've been in business areas or just been in like, you know, working in, working in normal companies and, you know, um, just the field that I'm in. So I've worked, I studied economics with people may have heard in, in the previous podcast. So some of, a lot of that stuff I'm used to, I'm used to be in rooms where it's very male dominated. Right. I'm, I was used to it, but with social enterprise, because I started to see that people like people care about a cause. Um, there was a lot of other women that were, that I would look up to. I kind of felt like this is comfortable. This is going to be great. This is amazing. But then, um, so, so yeah, so I started to join all these different networks and just be like, I gravitated to the women because again, my cause is focused on women and um, I wanted to, I love seeing women win, but I will say I had, I've had very mixed responses. So um, um, I have had, so in my early, so what I'm trying to get at in my early career um, at first, I, I would let's say I'm asking for help. I would ask for help from all types of people, and um, I would notice that the my male, my male uh, friends in the network were, were more willing to share information. They were just like free about okay, this is so. At least if you ask the information, or they're they're more willing to just tell you where they stand. I don't want to give you that unless you give me this. So it's an interest. So they know you know when that when you're asking for help, they it's an exchange. If you want to exchange information, it's a, it's a they want 
you to they want to make sure it's a proper exchange so I would notice the males would be um how how am I what am I trying to get I'm trying to vocalize it so that people understand what I'm trying to say but my my male counterparts this is just my personal experience would be more willing to either help me or more willing to um help me if I helped them they were very clear on the grounds um that I stood on with them does that make sense like they were very clear whereas mm. when I would go to I was very what I started to notice very early in my in my career starting my enterprise a uh, social enterprise was then when I go to some of my females and they would be really nice and say they want to help me but I would not get the help that I needed um and or I felt like I, I I've had more negative I would say I've had in the in the beginning part of my career I had a lot more negative experiences with just people not being uh, in the females not being clear about so they would say they would help me but then I wouldn't get the help that I needed or they would brush me off or but they would never be upfront about it does that make sense whereas the guys would just be upfront yeah. like yes Zoe, I'm willing to help you here here and here cool yeah. or Zoe if you help me here I can help you here so I knew where I stood whereas uh, girls would be like oh don't worry about it I will come I can completely help you here and then later on you realize they're not helping you and I was like what you're strict you feel like you're being stringed along but you they they were doing it in such the in the nicest way possible so I did feel I they got a point I definitely got to a point when I was maybe about three years in when I felt like I was being burnt by um by um, more I wouldn't say some males didn't do it they did but it felt like more women in social enterprise were not being clear about what they about our relationship within the, you know helping each other out when it came to expanding or exchanging information it just wasn't clear and I felt like I was being stringed along um so yeah that was that's a bit that was quite interesting in my first few years first few years so it caused mm-hmm. me to just be a lot more um to learn that actually social enterprise is just it can just be as brutal so, um, to an extent as business um, just normal businesses as loads of people say I know a lot of people say that when you start a business it is it sometimes feels like every man for himself but when I started a social enterprise I had I, I assumed that because we're all helping society we all have a desire to help the society we would all be more willing to help and exchange information um, but then I, I quickly you well, know yeah I, I got to realize that actually it's just it can just be just as brutal people it's people are in it for themselves um some people and I I'm I think now looking back at it I can see why some women may have felt but like they don't want to help because maybe they had to struggle um so they may feel like I had to struggle for that information so I think you have to just go and find it by yourself but they didn't know how to say that to me to my face at the time whereas I knew my male counterparts would be like yeah if you help me here I'll help you here if you can offer me this I can offer you that yeah very interesting and and I was gonna ask you if you if you think why if you might think why that was um, and um, what did this do to you Um, how would you react if someone contacts you now (laughs) asking you for yeah no it did it it made me uh, there was a while there was a time where I felt just I felt like I don't I don't trust anybody like I I wasn't reaching it made me not reach out for help when I did need it um because I was like I'm just going to get burnt or people are not going to be upfront with me 
and then I think when I started to uh, get over that mindset that I was like you know what you can't you do you're not an island you do need help um I started to be really blunt <laughs> like I started to, being blunt with people in terms of can you actually do this or not yes or no like I, I always give people a way out if you can't do this I'll just rather you say no now than you um then you string me along six months down the line and then things aren't done or introductions aren't made um I yeah so I started to just be really upfront not just with a woman but I just think with everybody I just was very upfront I laid my expectations down I told people how I felt before how I've been burnt in the past so I just this is my expectation now if you don't want to do it if you are uncomfortable with working with me or and me asking for certain information then it's fine just say no now so that I know where you stand and so yeah I've been I've been carried uh, I've been working like that being a bit more upfront maybe being a bit more blunt in the beginning so that I just my expectations are just clear and I also want other people's expectations of me if they want me to help them to be clear too if, if it's a favor for a favor then it's fine if it's just you just need my help Zoe and and you can't, you don't have the funding or the anything to give back, then just be upfront about it. So I know what, how I can navigate um, and help and help you. So I think, yeah, I think that it did, that experience did make me a little bit reserved and shy to ask for help. But now I've gotten to a point where I just, I just am upfront and I'm clear with my expectations. And um, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's the best advice I would give to anybody. I do think in, in social enterprise, in business in general, I think it's just important to be honest and clear about your expectations. And um, yeah, right now I give people a way out early. So I say, if you don't want to do it, please tell me now. T tell me mm. now so I know what to do. That is your way out. I will not be offended. But what I will be offended with is if, like I said before, uh, three months, four months down the line, you haven't done what you haven't done what I asked for what I asked for or you haven't given me the information that I did ask for so um that's what that's how I kind of navigate now mm. and I think um I mean it's always good in life in general not just in social enterprises um to give um and to to be helpful and everything but there's a limit sure. to everything that you can do we mentioned it before um with uh, women that you're working with and girls that um have expected you to be there that one person that uh, they can rely on yes. all the time after the program and ask questions and get mentoring and stuff and it's just physically not possible and if you're running a business you have also other tasks to do like we talked about last yeah. week actually about the different hats so as much as probably someone would like to uh, they can't but then exactly like you say just say it I think everyone has understands and it's okay and like you say exactly. I'm not going to be offended if you say no sorry I can't I really don't have the time um I think everyone will understand that <laughs> it's not the, I agree everyone I agree. will say you're not helpful mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's why I, I feel like that's why I said I feel like it was maybe a maturity that had to come over time um, so in, like I said, I, that's why I specify that it was in the beginning part. I was a bit naive. I was like, oh my gosh, we're all going to help one another. Oh yes, we'll all help saving the world um, kind of kind of energy. And I realized it's still a business. And um, they do say that, that that famous saying, I believe it now more than ever, business sometimes isn't personal. You know, don't take it too personally. Some people have struggled 
Um, and I do feel like as in, in focusing on the topic, I'm not saying that all, not all business owners struggle, but I have seen, I now have a bit more grace for let's say the, some of the women that have burnt me in the past. I started to look at some of their journeys and what some of the causes that they stood for were really tough causes maybe. Um, well, they, they were really tough causes and they are still really tough causes and they probably really struggled to get their foot in the door. Um, so they, but they didn't know how to articulate that. So I, so I, I give them the benefit of the doubt now because I, now I've seen, in, I've been in certain positions where I'm like, I struggled to get here. I am trying to also bring as many other women up as possible, but at the same time, I also have to look after my, look after, out for myself too. And um, yeah, and you've got to find a way, like you said, to say it sometimes and be like, I just don't have the time or I'm stretched too thin. Right now, I'm just focusing on me and my business and this is all I can do uh, for you. Um, or right now I do, um, I'm also very focused on either I do a favor for a favor or I make sure I pay for a service. Um, um, and I know when I'm just speaking to people that are, if you want something done well, <laughs> you want something done well, um, I would just say, be willing to pay for it. I know that it's not the easiest thing to, not the easiest bit of advice to swallow because of starting a business is not easy in terms of startup capital but I mm. realize mo most of the time when I, I would just be patient and get find the capital that I needed let's say for a project and just say if I needed to be guest speakers I'd rather just upfront like this is how much I can pay you for it instead of asking people to do a favor um, and then some people then decide like, they're like, so you don't need to pay me actually. I'll do this one for free for you if you come and speak at my event. But I, I now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm just willing to pay. I will be patient and be willing to pay someone instead of asking for those like favors or those introductions. I think the other thing is business introductions. Like when you're trying to, you're, I'm trying to work with a company or get a new school on board. Um, I might want an introduction. I realize if it doesn't, with some people, if it doesn't benefit them in a way, they don't want to give you that introduction because they've worked hard for their, maybe they've worked hard. I'm not, maybe some people are jealous. They just don't want to give you that introduction. They won't really tell you. But um, I think you, in anything with business, you've got to make it worth the other person's while. Um, and then, but you will meet, and I'm not saying it's all negative. I've met some wonderful people and wonderful women that are that have worked really well with me because I started off being really honest with them and then they were honest back. So that's that's how I've been navigating it so far. And I do have I have an incredible network of women that I that are very supportive right now. But I think it's because the foundation is best based on honesty and not naivety like it was before. Mm -hmm. I um, thank you for mentioning also that, okay, if you want to have specific things done in a specific professional way, it's um, often better to pay for it because a lot of people think, okay, uh, I don't have any money uh, and I can't outsource something and I know someone who might be able to help, but um, my personal experience and every single person I talked to who was asking for a favor by someone to save some other money. It's either done not well, or you really yep. wait, wait, wait too long. Yep. Because for that person, if that person does this also in a professional matter, 
Um, if someone does it as a hobby and does it in the evening, it might be a bit different. Um, then the question is how, how good is that uh, result? However, um, if someone is doing you a favor for a service that they usually charge for, they will always prioritize the charged work over your yeah. work and always say, yeah, I didn't have the time it, I didn't have the time it. And you can't really push and say, no, but I need it tomorrow because um, of course they also have to uh, survive and uh, get paid. So I, I completely okay. agree. Mm. What else would you yeah. like to say about women in social enterprises in general? Um, I do say, I will say that there are, in terms of what I've noticed is there are a lot more, you will find a lot more women in terms of, in the business sphere, you tend to find a lot more women in like running social enterprises. So there are there, there are quite a few of them there. Um, but I still think it is very saturated, like still male dominated. Like I still have more male social entrepreneurial friends than I do females. I, if you can, some people can probably tell me that I'm wrong, but that's so far where I live in London. Um, I tend to, when it comes to the, like I said, the more dominant names, more dominant people that are getting the funding and um, um, and have an incredible presence, I find that it is male. But I do find that women are coming up and we speak, I think now, because the movement that is going on with women in, we are not shy. We're shy, we're starting to shy away of being shy. So we're starting to blow, um, you know, to our own horn. Where I think a lot, what I noticed before when I first started five years ago was that it was, it was really tough to, um, to talk about yourself as a woman and be, and not see, be seen as cocky. And I think now, that stereotype of being talking about yourself and like oh she's too confident or she's too cocky now it's being really encouraged to talk about yourself more so I'm seeing a massive now now a massive rise of women just being really confident talking about their business and and um starting to fill those spaces but I do think we need more I keep saying it and I'll always say this because I'm a massive advocate for women but we do need more I didn't find any statistics today because I didn't do my I didn't bring all of my statistics in general about specifically about social enterprise but they're, they're saying now it women um and still outweigh women in terms of the business sphere in general I don't know the exact statistic for social enterprise but in terms of business we men are twice as likely to start businesses in comparison to females and um and I like I say to everybody that has come to a talk um, or come to a, any of my sessions uh, women I always say that women outnumber men in the world <laughs> we do um, so it would be nice to see that statistic of women starting businesses at the same rate as men and um, it would yeah be nice to see more women starting businesses at the same rate as men it's good for the economy it's good for the world economy and um, I just I just am now noticing that yeah women are being given uh, more women are being confident about talking about their businesses and I do think that is a key aspect of why um a lot of women aren't in business because it is it's a it's a brave thing to start a business it's really brave it takes a lot of um you have to really believe in yourself and um I've noticed as being a woman in business uh, a lot more women talk down about themselves rather than talk themselves up so that's part of what I do for a living now just talking um helping young women to get to see themselves as as 
just as capable of starting a business as a man or just as capable and as confident to start a business or to go into those big leadership roles and um, yeah but I do think we're seeing the rise we do I do think we're seeing the rise and uh, more women will be starting businesses and we're seeing it happening so I hopefully in the next five five years when I do have another conversation like this maybe Christine it might be completely different we'll see also that yeah women are really dominating or it's really equal um women in social enterprise or women in business in general is really equal it'd be nice to say that in the next five to ten years it'd be nice to say that so I'm seeing it right an increase and um I'm excited about the next five years because it's been yeah it's the journey feels better for me as a woman in business as opposed to how I started five years ago yes thank you um that would be lovely to see yes and uh who knows who knows let's uh check back in uh, at least uh, in in five years time <laughs> to yes. see where it went. um thank you uh for sharing your story your experiences and uh what you see where it's going and so on um any final things before we wrap up the episode even though i think that was a really nice finish but however i want to give you the chance if there was anything else you wanted to say you can do that <laughs> No, um, I, I just will say is, all right, like that's that. I like to end it there. I like to end it. I'll save everything else for next week, which is an, also an incredible, um, an incredible topic as well. And women will always tend to slip into what I'm saying because my social enterprise focuses on women. So it's not the end of you hearing stuff about women from me, I would say. <laughs> that's how I'll end it today. Well, we hope, or we hope not. Um, yes, because next time we will be talking about getting funding for your social enterprise, which is a yeah. massive jungle and um, more complicated in some countries than in others, um, but yeah. complicated for sure in all. And um, not so easy um, because lots of people fighting for the same pot of money, but um, usually yeah. I know have been uh, quite successful in, in some of them. And we already touched on it uh, in previous episodes where you were talking about maybe um, having a great impact, but changing maybe a bit to fit the requirements um, that yeah. were asked for. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about the next week and everyone else as well. Stay tuned and thank you so much for your time, Joey. Thank you so much, Christine. Yeah, I'm excited too. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.